Hello friend. Welcome to Almost Cancelled. I'm Peter and I'm joined with Connor. Hey guys. We are going to talk about Mr. Robot Season 2 Episode 9. It's called Eps 2.7 underscore init underscore 5 dot F-V-E. Uh, F-E-E, Connor? Hey, clue? No, me neither. No. So, full spoilers for the episode as always. And I think first and foremost with this one is, I'll say this. If... If Sam Esmail does one more scene where someone knocks on the door <laughs> and then cuts, and then we don't get to see what the because this must have been a joke to him that we waited over a year to find out who was knocking on the door at the end of season one, and then in the same episode as finding that answer out, he does it again at the end. See, you know, you say that, but I wonder if that's intentional, not as a joke, but as a answer to us. Is that it's the police again? Yeah, it would be a very nice symmetry because that was how that episode, this episode opened, right? We True. we learned True. how what, the end of that knock, and then then it closed pretty much with that as well. And it was very similar, reminding me of it a lot. And I think that's a very intentional. You're supposed to think that, but then maybe that's a misdirection. I don't know. It could be a misdirection. I I mean, it could be the police. I mean, they could if, theoretically just show up at any time, and it'd make sense if they'd found that tape. If they found that tape, but it looked like Cisco had found it as well. Unless he's got the wrong tape in his hand. But mm. how many people have VHS tapes lying around in 2016? That's a good point. But it could be anything, to be honest. I mean, it could be anything that they've got her through Angela. Isn't he? A, isn't she at his place though? That's yeah. But if they're following Angela, because um, what's her name? Dom says she's she's been having a followed. Yeah, but would Angela even know where his place is? No, but what I mean is, if they've been having her followed, maybe at some maybe when they saw her meet with Darlene. Oh right, okay. okay they started I, following her as I well. Get, I get what you're saying. Because I, I was thinking maybe it was Angela at the door. Because after Dom showed up, she ran to Darlene. Panicked. But yeah. then I then I thought, would she know where to go with there? Because she's at his place rather than her own place. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not sure if she would know where that is. Maybe she does. But. Um, so yeah, uh, so a lot, lot to unpack in this episode. There's a lot to unpack. Uh, first things first, we start with a flashback to how he first goes to prison. Um, and I wasn't sure if they'd go into it as much detail as this, but they, they they cleared up everything. The muscle guy was one of the guards. Uh, Ray himself was the warden, which I didn't see him being that highly ranked, but fair, fair enough. He's yeah, I think we speculated at some point. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we saw how he first met Leon, he was watching Mad About You before he was watching Seinfeld. Amusing. Uh, mm. You know, it showed you all the different pieces of that and then, you know, it ended with the opening title. And it, it, it cut nicely to Elliot then leaving the uh, the prison. Yeah, it has that symmetry, the start and end. I will say I really liked the music that was playing as he was getting into the prison. In fact, the music on, was on point pretty much throughout the entire episode. Because that, I thought, again, the music that played while Angela was... Uh, Doing a little hacking scene. Yeah. I thought that was good during that as well. So That said, it's rare it's not on point in this show. True, but I think it was like three good tracks mm. between uh, Source and Score. Like three tracks in a row that I was like, oh, that's good. Oh, oh that's yeah. good. Oh, that's good again. I was, just, I was <laughs> noticing it because it kept happening really quickly once after that. Yeah, I get um, So we see Elliot leave. Ed. What I want to mention about this is I just really like that Darlene's waiting for him and their hug I thought was quite touching. Yeah, it was. 
Because at first it was just like them being them, and then she said, "No, nah, I'm going for a hug. Like I'm feeling this." And then he like slowly embraces her, and then it goes to this wonderful, ridiculous shot of them being really small in the frame and the building <laughs> being huge. They are absolutely tiny. Uh, same thing happens again when Philip meets uh, White Rose uh, in male form. Uh, there's a shot of them with the umbrellas where they are they're ants on the screen. Like they are. It, it so feels tiny. very intentional, like yeah. saying they have all these big plans, but they're still just tiny pieces in everything. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, in fact, their conversation in general was very. Uh, it sheds it, some light on some things. Uh, so the plan that Elliot's dad worked at. Is actually something that White Rose has a vested interest in. That's mm. it. It gave us more questions than it answered. This this scene. I would say this episode gave us more questions than it answered. It's true. There was a lot in this episode. There's a lot of new things I have to. I, I've I've got a kind of list in front of me just in case I miss any. When we get to the end, I can go back and check. Just make sure mm. we've done them all. But that that was one. So he has an interest in that. Philip made a bit of a power play. Although he's better at it than Angela is, that's for sure. Um, Not hard. But before we even get that scene, we see White Rose in woman form. Uh, and I feel weird saying in male and woman form, but he, he, he literally does have these two personas that he... he goes that you with. have to identify between them because yeah. they are two very well, separate people. I think technically the male version isn't White Rose, but I can't remember what his regular name is. So No, I can't either. So just, you know, male White Rose. But uh, the scene where he pisses on the grave of the the past CEO of... Do you know what the most... That, that wasn't even the most powerful part of that scene. Like, sure, you go, oh, he's pissing on the grave. They really must, like, dislike him. But, <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> yeah. But that wasn't the most powerful part. The part that really stuck home for me was that she stayed past the time, past mm. the watch beeping to do this. And we know how important that is to... Wait, Rose... Yes. <laughs> yes. There you go. Yeah, uh, yeah, that stuck out. Uh, so Elliot's out of prison and we get to see him, like, Darlene sort of fills him in on what's been going on and they go back to Cisco's place. She mentions, you know, that Mobley and Trenton are missing and Mr. Robot starts malfunctioning. <laughs> oh my God, this scene, it, 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 this is another one where it just hits you. Because... He's in the bathroom and he's talking to us about, oh, it's nice to be able to go to the bathroom in private. He, he's, he's saying it's the first normal moment yeah. he's had in however long. And he hears, you know, Cisco and Darlene arguing outside and then he hears Mr. Robot's voice and he's like, wait a minute. <laughs> it's, it's, he does the same thing we do. Everything just yeah. stops. It's like, hang on. And he this looks isn't out. real. Yeah, and then it cuts. Because he's actually out there as Mr. Robot. Yeah. And Mr. Robot then later informs him, something's weird, something's went wrong with us. It's like we're overheating. You just shut down, so I have to take over. Yeah, and you see it like glitching between them in yeah. the conversation. Yeah, it's it does really that. Good. It does that a few times, because it happens a couple of times in the episode later on the uh, the subway train, and I, again, it's, it's it's got this really cool audio effect as it flickers between them. Yeah, it's like a a TV screeching sort of thing, yeah. and it feels like a malfunction. It feels like something's not quite right. And this kind of, because obviously the plan here is that Elliot wants to find out what the second phase is of this plan that White Rose has and the Dark Army has, because that's what uh, Darlene seen in the computer last week, or two weeks ago, no, last week, and so he sets up a meeting with that, that uh, the Chinese guy that, uh, you know, t didn't torture, but he did the whole 
the the nail thing to Cisco, you know, to make yeah. a point that they have this power, and he meets him. So we know how dangerous this guy is, and so and Elliot, Cisco's constantly telling us as well. Yeah, and uh, so Elliot's shouting out, you know, look at me, you know, tell yeah. White Rose to or ask get White Rose to tell us what the second phase is. So later on, so they've they've got the the phone not bugged in the traditional sense, but they're they've hacked into it essentially. So yeah, they they've got hear. the mic turned on basically. And they can hear it, so it's not a bug. They can just remotely uh, hear it, and we hear the conversation presumably between White Rose because he's complaining about time for a start, and this henchman guy, and they're talking about phase two, and White Rose says, "Wait, that doesn't make sense. Why would he be asking that? It's his plan." It's another one of those moments where everything just stops and shatters for a second. Yeah, Dar- Darlene does it. Darlene just like the look in her face is what. Is exactly what we're feeling. That's what I'm saying. It's the same thing as when, with the Mr. Robot thing a minute ago, where Elliot reacts the same way we do. Yeah. Everything just kind of crashes around them for a second and they have to figure out what, what the moment was. And, like, it begs all these questions, like... And then you just go, what has Mr. Robot done? But is it Mr. Robot? Is it really him? If Elliot doesn't remember, I'm inclined to say Yes. See, I would say that, but the the way Mr. Robot was earlier on and saying, oh, we're malfunctioning, something's not right, like, I feel like Mr. Robot doesn't know about this. Because he was like, let's not go and speak to them. You know, he was against it. It was... It's true. There's like, this extra element here. I was like, is there a third personality? Or... Some, something's going on. That's or the real... is Elliot, like, forgetting stuff that he's done? Or... There's something else here. That's just left me with more questions. Like it yeah. left me with like, what has caused Elliot not to know this? Everything about this episode has made me go, I need more. Like it's 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 weird that this is towards the end of the season, but this feels like the start of something else. Yeah. Because <laughs> like the first chunk of this season has been all spent on all like the the prison sessions, the FSI doing their stuff. And while it still feels this is obviously continuing that, this feels like this is the start of the next section. Yeah. Um, so we have... But that's the questions don't end there. Here's some more questions for you. Mm. Um, so Cisco goes over to the, uh, the the woman's place to get the tape because Darlene remembers about the tape. It occurs to her that maybe we didn't get that. <laughs> and, A month later. Yeah. Is that a full month? Yeah, because... Um, because she says to Cisco, and he goes, "It's been a ho- it's been a month. The police oh, will right. have been." Okay, yeah. true. Um, and she she's like, "Please go go and you know look for it." And he seemingly finds it. He picks up a tape, and he's about to leave, and then he sees something, and he hears something because we hear something. We hear mm. like sort of like frantic breathing, as if someone's like either in pain or scared or something behind the couch, maybe in the pool area. You know, that's sort of in that general mm. direction. And he looks over, and he looks like shocked. And it cuts. So that's one cliffhanger with giant questions. My first instinct was, is it Mobley and Trenton? But if it's been a month, maybe that doesn't pan out. If the police have been there. Also, also I feel like, don't F, um, don't didn't it imply Dark Army have them? Because in that conversation where they mentioned Phase Two, yeah, 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 they yeah. said oh, they didn't ask about the guy and the girl. Whatever it was. Yeah, yeah, they said that. Because that, that was my number one guess last week. I, I said, I think, the Dark Army. I said, someone's intervened, I think, and I think it was the Dark Army. Because you, you were leaning more towards FBI. I was leaning more towards Dom, yeah. But th- yeah. this implied that it was them. Yeah. If they didn't 
take them themselves, then maybe they just know that they're missing or they know that something happened to them. But it does seem to imply that they had something to do with taking them. Um, but would that then be them like dying behind the couch? Probably not. Like I don't know. It doesn't, it doesn't fit, does it? But we have this question now. Like here it is. Like he's looking at something. And of course, we mentioned it, uh, someone knocking on the door, Darlene, after she hears this conversation. And it's funny, actually, see when she's walking towards the door, A, she knows to be scared, because she looks terrified. But the way she walks into the, sort of, out of the darkness, and there's just a little bit of light in her face. Mm. She, looked, she looked a little like Elliot, I thought. A little bit. Jackin. Yeah, just in that light. It was, it was, I, I don't know if it was maybe, it was the look of, like, bewilderment on her face. <laughs> Because that's what Elliot always looks like. <laughs> okay. But she reminded me of Elliot there. Also, I was I was thinking, look through the people, and then it cut to the door, and there was no people. I'm like, what? This is what? Have a peephole? This is New York. <laughs> it's a dangerous city. <laughs> this is a very good point. Well, to be fair, most of them have chains. That you know, you you know the ones where you open true. them a little bit and you can peek through. True, true. Yeah, yeah. I don't have that on my door. But... No, but I feel, it feels like something. If you don't have a peephole, you got that. True, true, true. But, uh, um, yeah, so she opens the door. We don't see who that is. That's cliffhanger number two. Aye. Well, three, maybe. Well, in order that I'm speaking, number two. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, cliffhanger potentially number three, I suppose, is with Angela. Although, technically, I'd argue... I mean, obviously, the scene with Dom is very interesting because Dom's like, okay, you're clearly involved in stuff. I'm giving you an out to, like, come and give us information, you know, whatever. Um, and she gives her that really thin metaphor about the, the drowning, and once she stops struggling, that's when it starts to be okay, kind of thing. Um, but the scene I really want to talk about Angela, obviously she does a whole like little hacky heist thing with the USB sticks. It's um, fun again. Which was a good scene, yeah, it was a good scene. But she goes to like, the, I can't remember what it's called, but the... Nuclear Commission something. The regulation place that deals with these like safety issues, is yeah. what I'm going to call it. And... She's told to wait for a very long time. And it's when she's waiting for a long time, you're like, okay, something's fishy here. Like, Something's just not right, is it? Yeah. And I was thinking the guy maybe went to speak to Evil Corp. Like, maybe they've got plants there, and he's, like, speaking to them. Or maybe he is speaking directly to the FBI because she had to have got this illegally, maybe. Like, maybe that was the, the gist of it. And while I still think that's a possibility that it was the FBI that was waiting for her on the other side of that door... The intimidation, the way that she was walking down that hall and the way it was shot and the way she kept looking at the cameras, it felt like there was someone with a gun waiting on the other side of that door. It, it felt like she really was a, did. It felt like she was about to be assassinated. So, as much as I still think it's definitely feasible that it was just Dom and some FBI people, like, that you had to get this illegally. That feels like it was, it feels like it was more than that, doesn't it? I, I'm almost thinking Dark Army. Like, Almost. Oh, okay. But then, of course, I'm like, why wouldn't they just burst out? If this person who's leading her there is in on, in on it, why wouldn't they just jump out and do it? But then again, cameras. All are the there. cameras, yeah. But then I think can... that was the. Yeah, they're in control of them all, aren't they? They are. But at the same time, the way Angela was looking at the cameras and then, like, wanting to stay in them kind of thing, maybe. Uh, you know. That was the danger. Yeah. That, that's what you assume, isn't it? Um, basically, everyone's in danger on this episode. Angela's in danger. Elliot's in danger. <laughs> uh, Darlene's in danger. Mobley and Trenton, they're not there, but we know they're in danger, probably, because they're missing. Because yeah. uh, we know that uh, Trenton's parents have declared they're missing. Yeah. D- Darlene told us that. Uh, and, of course, the fourth cliffhanger is the very end. Uh, 
And I knew oh, who it was boy. going to be in the car because obviously he even mentions in narration that it's uh, Tyrell's SUV. And obviously, we know who's going it's, it's this fantastic monologue where he's going, what is normalcy? I, I talk to an invisible friend. I have a separate personality. And the man who who, who I murdered, his uh-huh. SUV is sitting in, in front of my house. Who 100% is not dead. I'm just saying that again. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I knew it was going to be uh, Joanna. Uh, but I'm so glad that they put the the bit where he gives her the fake name from season one and the the previously on at the start because as much as I remember that scene very well, I did not remember the fake name he gave her. No, did I. So I'm glad that we've seen in the the previously on that he gave her the name Ollie. Yeah. Um, wasn't that Angela's boyfriend's name? I think it might have been. Yeah, because even Dom mentioned it in this episode. She said that yeah. uh, Ollie spilled about uh, stuff as soon as we spoke to him. Yeah, she's a little pussy. Yeah, yes. Um, but um, so, hello, Ollie. It's not quite Bonsoir, Elliot. It's not, but, <laughs> but she it, is more terrifying. She is scary. So that left us off in an interesting place. I'm I'm legitimately terrified of the, of watching this conversation now. This is scarier than when uh, Ray had his thugs beat up Elliot. This is it. It is like uh, that that. <laughs> That conversation in in the season one finale is still the scariest moment in the entire show. It's just, it I don't know what it is about her, but she is absolutely terrifying. That said, there was multiple scary moments in this episode. I was scared for Darlene opening that door. I was scared for various things. Yeah. Uh, when Angela was going down that hallway, that was scary. <laughs> what an episode. Very, very interesting episode. I... I don't think it reaches the high point of a couple of other ones this season so far, just purely because I think... I don't know if it's just because the emotional stakes got me to like a really nice like harmony, if that makes sense, in some yeah. previous ones. But this was a really strong episode. This was... Yeah, I really like that this is this is giving us the questions instead, like and, and making us ask them rather than just giving us the answers. You know what? I am really glad that they confirmed season three before this episode aired. You'd be a little bit concerned, wouldn't you? Yeah, I'd be like, oh my god, there's no way I'm going to answer all of this before the end of the season. And we've no. still not dealt with Tyrell. We've still not got that answer. So, No, but I'm okay. They want to, they want to take the time, do some stuff in oh, three. that's fine. Yeah, that's do fine. what you want. Do what you want. It's coming. I can wait. That's fine. Although... Perfection takes time. <laughs> Sam Esmail. This entire show is just a knock-knock joke to him. <laughs> it is. Knock-knock. <laughs> Who's there? <laughs> we'll find uh... out in a year. <laughs> see, oh my see, god if they don't tell us now <laughs> if they don't tell us who's at the door for Darlene for another year that would almost be funny I'm not gonna lie uh, right did I miss anything right the door with Darlene uh, Joanna Trenton and Mobley missing Cisco looking beyond the couch uh, whatever Dom's up to the Angela hallway scene uh, stage two, yeah, I think we've, we've covered yeah. all the. With uh, with Cisco, points. do you think it could feasibly be the woman that we thought Darlene had killed? But they get rid of the body. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> that's a good but, well, I don't know why, why. I don't know. Maybe she'd go back. It's her home. It's a zombie. They put her in a furnace. I'm just. That's a very good point. I'd forgotten that if you're in the furnace. Because it was the dogs. Yeah, never mind. I was just thinking maybe they dis- I forgot how they disposed of it. I was thinking, oh, they disposed of it, but, you know, she wasn't actually dead. 
but she was. Even if she wasn't at that point, they burned her alive. Yeah, that that's that's the part I'd little I'd forgotten. Yeah, so yeah, that 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 theory's out the window right away. Yeah, I I really don't know. Um, I, I ask. I don't know who it could be. Mobley and Trent is still seem like the most obvious choice, but I'm not sure why they would be there, especially if this is a month later and the police have been in and, you know, oh, this woman's missing, we've searched the crime scene. Why would they go back there? You know, it doesn't make... The one thing I can think of is after the police have searched it, they have no reason to go back there again. That's it, they're done. Hmm. And then... Well, who no owns one's the gonna... house? Like, who, who's controlling it now? Presumably they'd go to someone in her family. Or if it's an evil corp building, like if they own the building... Maybe it's been used for something nasty that the Dark Army's done, or something. I don't know. Yeah, and we we've seen that Evil Cop gives out all the houses like they give Angela hers. Yeah, yeah. So they could have given it to anyone. That's very true. Time will tell. That is Mr. Robot, episode nine, season two. Let us know what you thought of the episode in the comments below. Thoughts and theories and wild opinions, all that stuff. Uh, you can get us on Twitter at mailed underscore fuzz. Of course, we'll be back next week. Um, so like and subscribe, all that jazz helps us out a lot. Thanks for watching, guys. We'll see you next time.